Welcome back to Tip TV Finance with our guest, uh, who is a journalist and a broadcaster for The Spectator and for Breitbart, uh, James Denipal. How are you today, James? Hey, Zach. Right, uh, plenty going on at the moment. Um, I'd like to think that um, at least the, the Brexit uh, result, the Brexit vote result, I managed to anticipate, so despite all the headwinds of uh, pollsters and other people like that. Uh, but actually, the pace of the hard Brexit, or the, 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 we've had since June, see, has actually surprised me, especially the last month or so. Well, especially given that Theresa was a, a lukewarm Remainer, uh, she seems to have embraced the, the Brexit thing very wholeheartedly, almost to the point, I'd argue, where she's parodying what, what she thinks some of the views of Brexiteers are or were. For example, I think she's taking a much harder line on immigration than is strictly necessary. I think what the surveys post-Brexit showed is that the main reason that people voted for Brexit was ultimately to get sovereignty back, to get back democratic control. Immigration thing came, came second. Um, and that, I would say, is where I'm slightly, despite that fantastically gung-ho, Brexit means Brexit, we are going to, we are leaving speech that Theresa May gave at the beginning of the Conservative Party conference, I still have my worries. I think for people like me, and probably you as well, we voted Brexit because we were kind of hoping for Britain to become a cross between Switzerland, Hong Kong and Singapore, a sort of freebooting trading state with, with globalist... Well, Brexit the movie promised that. You were, you were, a, you were a film star. That's what we promised in Brexit the movie. I think what we're going to get, sadly, is big state authoritarian conservatism, which is not quite what we were after. So we're, we're replacing the EU superstate with our own superstate? It definitely won't be as corrupt. Certainly it couldn't possibly be as corrupt, and it won't be as sclerotic. Nevertheless, I don't think that Theresa May is going to be the person that, that turns Britain into a, into a free market uh, paradigm. But there's, yeah, there's a problem here, because... Uh, um Mrs May has forgotten one rather large section of the country, which uh, uh, are the Scots, because the Scots, basically, with a hard Brexit, they're out, aren't they? Um, they're leaving. What, leaving, leaving Britain? No, yes. I, 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 I think that's, that's, that's overplayed. I, I mean, A, is the, is the EU going to have this essentially bankrupt state? Um, B, they, they love bankrupt states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, it's the business model. The, <laughs> I see your point. I see your satirical point. But nevertheless, I think that Europe is so sc royally screwed at the moment. I'm not sure what they need is a, um, a failed <laughs> petro state. <laughs> right, OK. So, With so, a massive welfare state to boot. So Nicola Sturgeon is going to go quiet about uh, trying to leave the UK. I think she's going to have to. She, uh, I, I mean... But that, yeah, but, that was the, yeah, but that was the bluff that, um, in a way, Theresa May, she's able to go for the hard Brexit, which surprised me, because yeah. before, there couldn't be that hard Brexit, because the, you know, you'd have the Scots leaving, so that would be disastrous for the UK. Yeah, I, I think the Scotland thing is overdone. I think what does very much remain to be seen is whether what... Look, this distinction between hard and Brexit, can we, can we actually stop this at once? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, soft Brexit is the default position of all the, all the disappointed Remainers. Everyone who's talking about soft Brexit and hard Brexit, which came from the BBC, by the way, these are all people who, who want soft Brexit, which is basically what we had before the referendum. 
Britain was already a semi-detached member of the European Union. We, we already didn't have the euro. We already um, were, were free from the, the, the Schengen ag agreement. So we already had these special arrangements. Um, I think that's what, that's what the Remainers are, are angling for, that we remain in this single market, which they pretend is a, is a, a trading area, which is really a, a, a single judicial regulatory area. And they, they imply that if we're not in the single market, then never again will we, uh, will we do any trade with Germany and France, etc. It's a nonsense. So the single market thing is a, is a myth, really, or a, a red herring as yeah. far as the whole issue? I, I would say so. I think we are, as the fifth biggest economy, as Theresa May keeps saying, uh, I think we are perfectly capable of coming to reasonable trading terms with Europe, who, after all, uh, are more dependent on us than we are on them. Right. The other thing which was uh, in the aftermath of the Tory conference was uh, their new approach, uh, which does seem to be uh, interventionist, you know, the government yeah. knows best, uh, which uh, sounds like 1960s uh, Labour white heat of technology yes. type of government. Uh, it sounds like a bit of a nightmare. Um, but also, well, the main problem with that is not the, the actual, what, they're, what they say they're going to do, but the cost of it, which is an open, it's like a blank cheque, isn't it? Well, I wonder whether this is the real reason that the, the pound is, is, is tanking. Um, now that Philip Hammond, our new Chancellor, has apparently renounced austerity. Austerity, by the way, which we never had. It wasn't like George Osborne was cutting frantically. It wasn't like he was reining in the state. But it seems like Philip Hammond has, has set the controls for the heart of the, the neo-Keynesian son. And uh, it's going to be spend, spend, spend on the kind of major capital projects which government is really good at i.e. white elephants. So we're going to, I think HS2 is definitely going to happen. That'll be bad. Um, we've already people seen... People leave Birmingham as quickly as possible. Won't that be fantastic for them? So, so rich people in Birmingham will be able to get to London 10 minutes more quickly, or, may, or is it 15 minutes? Hinkley Point C, thanks to this fantastic deal cooked up with the Chinese, our friends the Chinese, and our friends the French, we can pay three times the market rate for our electricity, for outmoded technology, which won't be on stream for many, many years to come. Great deal, Teresa. Right, so hopefully they can offset the cost of that with the fracking revolution which they've just passed. Is that something that you think is a good development? It's been a long, long time coming. I think fracking is very, very good news. I've been following the fracking story for quite some time, and what I found fascinating was the degree to which the debate had already been corrupt. Before, before, the, before business, before Quadrilla was even talking about fracking, already activists had been round every village in Britain persuading local communities that, that fracking was the devil's spawn, that it sounds like a rude word, that it's going to poison the water table, that it's going to create earthquakes. Lots of people in Britain know in their heart, that fracking is a terrible, terrible thing. Why do they know this? Because they've had green activists, some claiming to have had experience in the oil industry, telling them, yes, the data shows this, the experience in America is this. All lies. So I can understand why it's taken so long for fracking to take off, but it really is about time. I think it could have a transformative effect on our energy economy. OK, right. so just, uh, just to finish off, um, uh, Theresa May has been there for a couple, few months now. What's the, in one year, we're, we're, what are we looking at? We're looking at a booming stock market, uh, pound at parity with the euro and, and, and uh, the dollar. Is it going to be really dynamic, really volatile? Well, 
on the one hand, we are going to benefit enormously from the fact that we are not shackled to the corpse of the Eurozone anymore, which is, which is a big... You look at the Italian banks, you look at Deutsche Bank, look, what, look, look at the refugee problem, uh, immigrant problem. Uh, what's happening in Europe is something we want to be well separated from by the English Channel, which, thank goodness, thanks to the Brexit vote, vote we now are again. Um, that's the upside. The downside is we have a new big state government with a not very impressive chancellor, one even less impressive, I think, than George Osborne, which is, which is really saying something. Uh, no indication that Mark Khan is going to be sacked yet, which means probably we're going to get yet more money printing. So mixed, uh, a, a mixed bag, I would say, some good, some bad. We shall see, James Dellingpole, a broadcaster journalist uh, from The Spectator and uh, Breitbart. Thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks.